Hey, this is Cooper Smith. I'm one of the student worship pastors at Eastview, and I'm honored to welcome you to our Eastview Students High School podcast. We hope this is encouraging, inspiring, and helpful for you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy the message. I just, I want to make just one more quick plug about fight night, okay? Our first fight night is tonight from 4.30 to 6. And let me just encourage you, strongly encourage you, if you guys don't have anything going on tonight, be there, okay? And, and I don't want to just say this is for, for you guys that struggle with pornography. I want to say this is for anyone that just struggles with something, that struggles with something, that, that we need to get together as a community and start talking about these things. And so this is going to be a great space to do this. And so, guys, it's just an hour and a half of your time. Come tonight. I promise. I promise it'll be great. Okay, so that's my last plug. If you guys can be there, please be there tonight. Right here in this room at 4.30, okay? All right, here we go. I want to jump right into this sermon today, okay? Because I think there's a lot to tackle. And, and, and man, I'm, I'm excited to preach this one um, because there's just, there's a lot of things I think God wants to say to us as a high school ministry today. So Mark chapter 14 is where we're going to be. So grab your Bibles if you can. Um, if you guys don't have a physical Bible, I'm okay with you guys grabbing out your phone and opening up to the Bible app. Just please don't be flipping around through social media during this, okay, because I really want you to hear this. So open up your Bible app, open up to Mark chapter 14. If you have your Bible, open up to Mark chapter 14. We're going to be starting in verse 66, okay? We're going to be starting in verse 66 of Mark 14. Here's my question for you as you guys are flipping. Have you ever denied Jesus? Have you ever denied him? Okay, it's a very pointed question, I know. I know it's pointed, I know it's kind of serious, but have you? And I could ask this probably in different ways. Okay, I could, I could say, have you had an opportunity to stand up for what you believe in and you didn't? Or maybe for some of you, here's the question, have you had a moment to be an example for Jesus and you weren't? Or maybe I can ask this, have you ever said no when someone asked if you were a Christian. I don't know if you have, but have there been moments where you've denied Jesus? As we wrap up our Failing Fearlessly series, we get to the failure that I would assume, for any of you guys that know who Peter is, we've been talking about Peter this whole time, if you know who Peter is, I would probably assume you know this failure to be the thing. If you're gonna know about Peter, you know about this moment that Peter goes through that we're gonna be talking about today. And if, leading up to this, we've talked about Peter's many mistakes. Do you guys remember some of the mistakes that he's made? Let me just, let me recap real quick for you. Number one, we talked about Peter's rebuke. Jesus told the disciples he was going to suffer, he was going to be betrayed, people were gonna ridicule him and he was gonna die. And Peter looked at Jesus and said, no, Jesus, you can't say that. And we got that famous line, get behind me, Satan, Right? Right, that Jesus told Peter, get me, I'd be Satan, because Peter was thinking of Jesus as he wanted him to be, not as who Jesus actually was. Then we got into the next week and we talked about Peter's tense and this moment when, when Jesus takes Peter and James and John up onto the mountain and he transfigures with Moses and Elijah there and Peter's like, uh, what, let, let me build three memorials for you, let me build three tents for you and, G, and, and Peter's totally missing the moment here because he should have just been in the moment but instead he's trying to impress Jesus. Then we get to the third one where Peter promised. He made a promise to Jesus. Jesus, I will never deny you. I'll never deny you. And Peter should have known better. He should have realized and become humble and said, you know what, I could be that person to make that mistake. 
And then Matt came and he talked to us and he talked about Peter's nap, right? Him sleeping in the garden. Peter should have been awake, he should have been praying, but Peter falls asleep with the other disciples. And then if you were here last week, we talked about Peter's sword, right? And Peter chopped the dude's ear off. And he reacted really poorly in this tense situation when he should have just looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, how are you acting? And I want to act like that, okay? It's a lot of failure. It's a lot of failure in Peter's life, but I don't think any are as bad as this one that we're going to read about today. Okay, so here's the context for you. Jesus has just been arrested. He's been arrested and he's been taken to the high priest's house. And it's here that he's being questioned He's being mocked, he's being spit on, and he's being beaten. And while this is happening, we're going to find Peter, and he's right outside this high priest's house as Jesus is going through all of this trial. Peter's right outside in the courtyard, and he's warming himself by the fire. Mark chapter 14, starting in verse 66. Meanwhile, Peter was in the courtyard below. One of the servant girls who worked for the high priest came by and noticed Peter warming himself at the fire. She looked at him closely and said, You are one of those with Jesus of Nazareth. But Peter denied it. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. And he went out into the entryway and just then a rooster crowed. When the servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling the others, This this man is definitely one of them. But Peter denied it again. A little later, some of the bystanders confronted Peter and said, you, you must be one of them because you're a Galilean. And Peter swore, a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know this man you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed the second time and suddenly Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he broke down and wept. Let me pray. God, I, I know you're here right now in this room. And I know there are students in this room that want to feel you, that want to hear you, that want to know you. And God, I, I just pray your Holy Spirit moves this morning. That you move in the hearts and the lives of these students, that they walk out of this room today changed. They're not the same person they came in today. Because, God, your truth was taught. Your son, Jesus, was revealed. God, I just, I pray for our students in this room today. Would, would they be ready to listen to what you have to say to them? And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, Peter denied Jesus. Exactly what Jesus said Peter was going to do, Peter denied him three times. They asked him, you, you know this guy, you've been with Jesus, and he said no three times. And it's exactly what Jesus said, but I think there's a few reasons why Peter would have denied Jesus in this moment. There's a few reasons why Peter reacted in this way. Number one, I think he was concerned about his reputation. Peter was concerned because he didn't want to have the reputation of that guy that follows the dude that everyone wants to kill. Everyone wants to kill Jesus. I don't want to be that guy that was around that dude. Right? Number two, I think it was fear. I think Peter was scared out of his mind. He had to have thought if people knew that he was with Jesus, he could die too. He knew Jesus was about to die. And so he's like, I'm not going to stand with Jesus because then they might kill me. 
So he's defending his reputation. He was scared. And number three, I think he was uncomfortable. It's stressful. What would, what would these people say if he said, yes, I, ha- I am with Jesus? Would they start asking him questions? Would they ask him a question that he had no idea how to answer? Can't, Peter's probably just like, can I just stand by the fire and chill and just stare at it? All right? Which is what I think guys just do sometimes. We just want to stare blankly at a fire and not really think. Okay, just look at the fire. We're just mesmerized by it. That's probably what Peter's wanting to do here. Let me just look at the fire. Nobody talk to me. I just want to look at the fire. Right? Reputation, fear, it's uncomfortable. It's all the reasons why you and I hesitate sometimes to say or to show that we are a follower of Jesus. Right? Number one is reputation. We love to defend our reputation. We, we think, what will people think of me if they know I'm a Christian? Because Christians, they don't always have the best reputation. Sometimes Christians are labeled as haters. I don't want to be labeled as a hater. What will people think if they know I go to Eastview? Eastview isn't loved by everyone in this town. Right? We want to defend our reputation. Number two, we are scared. Well, what if I lose my friends? What if they start making fun of me? Or number three, it's uncomfortable. What if I say I follow Jesus and they start asking me questions, questions that I don't know the answer to? What if they stump me with a question that makes me start to doubt what I believe in? I don't, I don't want to make someone else feel uncomfortable. They believe what they want to believe. I don't want to be that person to say they're wrong. It's uncomfortable. We want to defend our reputation. We're scared. It's uncomfortable. I could go on and on with reasons why we don't want to tell someone that we follow Jesus or about Jesus. The truth is, every one of us, we have the tendency to deny Jesus. Okay? I I just want you to be honest with yourselves right here in this moment. We all have the tendency to deny Jesus, me included. We have this tendency. Sure, sure, I'm a Christian. Sure, I go to church on Sunday. Sure, I'm in a small group. But... For some of us, we're like, not everyone needs to know that. I'll keep my church Christian life to myself, and then my life with everyone else can be whatever. But I'll just, I'll put this over to the side. This is for me, but they don't need to be concerned with that. And it, it isn't even that we deny him as blatantly as Peter does, okay? Maybe for some of you, you have people coming up to you all the time saying, hey, do you follow Jesus? Are you a Christian? Maybe you're like that, but I, what I would assume is most of you, that's not the case. You don't always have people coming up to you saying, hey, you follow Jesus? Hey, you're a Christian? But there are other ways that we act like Peter. It doesn't mean that we don't act like him. So when we think about denying, I think there's a couple ways that we as high school students, we deny. Number one is we deny with our silence. We deny with our silence. Guys, we go to school and we never even mention God, church, being a Christian in any conversation. None of that. We stay silent on that topic. We don't talk about that. We, we might have a friend that doesn't know God and we still have said nothing to them about how Jesus loves them. Or what Jesus has done in your life. We have an opportunity to invite someone to church or share a Bible verse that you've been reading that has impacted you. And you don't ever say a thing. And guys, your pastor struggles with this too. I just, I want to go to the gym, I want to put my headphones in, and I don't want to talk to anybody. But I, I, I have to think, is that, 
what Jesus is calling me to do just to be silent? I don't think it is. Number one is we deny with our silence. Number two, we can deny with our lifestyle. Yeah, I, I follow Jesus, but I, I, what I do at school or on my team or at a party, it doesn't reflect that. Sure, I, I, I go to church, I follow Jesus, I believe in him, but my life, it doesn't reflect that. At church, I'll blend in with everyone. At school, I'll blend in with everyone. At the party, I'll blend in with everyone. Guys, I'll bet you, for some of us in their room, you guys have friends or you have people in your life that don't even know you go to church by the way you guys act around those that don't. We deny with our silence, we deny with our lifestyle. Some of us are silent, some of us live completely different lives outside of church, and it's a form of denial. We're like Peter. I, I debated whether I, I, I just want to be straightforward with this, and I really think this. If your friends at school do not know that you follow Jesus, I think that's a problem. The way you live, the way you talk, the way you act, they should know that person believes in Jesus. I know Peter denied knowing Jesus. He came right out and said it. He's like, I don't know the guy. I don't follow the guy. And maybe for some of you, you don't do that. But at least, at least these people recognized Peter as being with Jesus. They recognized him. They said, oh yeah, you've been with him, right? Do the people around you even recognize that you guys follow Jesus? Do they recognize by the way you act, by the way you talk? Does it show anything that Jesus has changed your life, that Jesus loves you, that you've been changed by him. I'm, I'm asking this because we're missing out on the purpose of the church to go and make disciples, to share the good news of Jesus when our witness is invisible. When we get to school and everything about church and about God, it goes away and we just try and hide it. Let me just get through the school day and then Sunday I'll get back to following Jesus. Guys, we miss the purpose God has called each and every one of you to be a light wherever you are. If anything, I think something needs to change in all of us. Something needs to change where this town, our schools, they recognize us as those that have been changed by Jesus. We have been changed. We live differently. We're different people. Let's just get there first. Then we can talk about the actual, like, denying parts, saying I don't follow, I, I just want, I would hope that you guys get recognized often. Don't you guys want to be recognized? Don't you want people to say, you, you follow Jesus, don't you? You're a Christian, aren't you? I can just tell. I can tell by the way you talk. I can tell by the, how kind you are to other people. I can tell by how you serve other people. Something may have to change for some of you. I remember that this idea was taught to me in high school, and I, and I was trying to rack, like, what can I do? What can I do? And, and one of the things my pastor encouraged me to do was just carry my Bible everywhere at school. That was a scary thing for me. But I'm like, if I just carry my Bible and I have it on my desk in my classes and I carry it in the hallways, maybe people look at me and say, oh, yep, Christian follows Jesus. And some of you, that's like really scary. And maybe that's not what some of you are being called to, but that was like one of the things that 
I wanted to do in high school. Maybe for some of you, it's like, I, you know what, I, I, need to, I need to talk to that friend about God. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I, I need to start talking about Jesus. I need to start sharing my story. I need to start doing some of, a, some of those things. Maybe for some of us, we're like, you know what, I need to start changing my language around my friends. Because if I keep cussing around them all the time, just like they do, they're never going to know about Jesus. They're never going to know that I follow him. I have to change some sort of my life. Maybe some of you are like, I have to start serving someone. The person that sits alone in the lunchroom, the, the person that looks alone in the hallway, something I think has to change. I don't, I don't know what that is. I really don't, but there are ideas. And guys, I'm passionate about this because you guys are the vessel God has chosen to reach your schools. God has put you in each school, or if you guys are homeschooled, he's put you in your homeschool cohort or in your neighborhood or or in your group of friends. He's put you in those places to be a vessel to share the good news of Jesus. And for people to not even know that you're a Christ follower, to not even know you follow Jesus, I think that's just such a tragedy. That's such a miss. Because you've got the truth, you've got the good news, you've got the answer to all the brokenness you see in your school. You've got that answer, you've got the hope that you can bring to the people all around you. I'm just, I'm very passionate about this. Because man, what an opportunity you guys have. And to, say, and to stay silent for four years. To just live a lifestyle that everyone else is living for four years. We miss the opportunity to share the life-changing grace and forgiveness and love of Jesus. Okay, so I know sometimes I can read this story. I'm like, man, I would never be like Peter. If someone asked me if I follow Jesus, I would not say no. But there are a lot of ways that I can act like Peter. Okay, now, with all that being said, I I really want to shift gears here. So let me, sometimes I feel like I'm on my soapbox when I talk about that. Okay, let me shift gears real quick because I want to look at Peter here and probably what he was feeling. Peter experienced the biggest failure of his lifetime, okay? He, this is a big mess up. He, he denied Jesus three times. That's, that's not good. All while Jesus is in the house, right? He's right next door. Jesus is right next door being beaten and spit on and mocked and Peter is right outside denying him. Imagine the amount of shame he felt when he heard the rooster crow. I mean, you guys see it. You see the shame. He broke down and he wept. And now Peter, he's going to watch as Jesus goes to the cross and dies. And the last thing Peter's going to think about is the fact that he denied that guy that's up on the cross dying. I can't imagine the feelings that he's going through. The shame that he's facing. But I cannot I cannot stress this enough, and I will preach this the loudest. If anything, if you miss that whole first part, I will preach this the loudest to you guys today. This was not Peter's story. Peter is not defined by this moment here. This failure, and actually all the failures that have been leading up to this one, are not going to define Peter, because what happens is, is Jesus took this mistake Jesus took this moment where Peter denied him three times. He took it along with all of the other failures that Peter did, and he died for them. He died for every single mistake that Peter made, and as Jesus died, every single failure that Peter committed was buried and dead with. It was dead. 
The failures that Peter made when Jesus died on the cross, those things died too. And as Jesus rose from the grave, as he came back to life, he prevailed over any shame, any darkness, any guilt, any sin that Peter had. So that now, when Peter lives the rest of his life, he doesn't have to carry this moment with him in the courtyard. Now as Peter goes on, he doesn't have to be defined by this moment. He doesn't have to feel the shame, the weight of the guilt, because Jesus destroyed this moment. This is not Peter's story anymore. In fact, Jesus redeems Peter's mistake. He redeems it and gives him a chance to show how Peter really feels about Jesus, okay? If you guys have your Bibles open still or you have your phones, can you flip over with me to John 21 real quick? John 21. Starting in verse 7. There's this moment that Jesus has with Peter after he is risen from the dead, and they're standing by the shore. John chapter 21, starting in verse 7. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord! When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and he headed to shore, and the others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Okay, so one of Jesus' first moments after he's raised from the dead, he cooks his disciples breakfast. What a nice guy. Okay? Verse 10. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard... And dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. Here it is. Verse 15. After breakfast, Jesus turned to Simon Peter. Remember, the guy that denied him three times. He turned to Simon Peter and he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Well, yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time, and he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Did you guys see how many times Jesus asked Peter how many times he loved him? Three. Three. See, Jesus knew Peter loved him. Sure, Peter messed up. Sure, he denied him three times. But man, did Jesus love Peter. And man, did he want to redeem this moment for him. He, 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 I just really think he made this moment happen because he wanted to show Peter, hey, you're forgiven. And I'm gonna give you a second chance here and Peter didn't mess it up. He's like, yes, I, I love you. He gave Peter another chance and this is what Jesus does for you and for me over and over and over again. Guys, whenever you fail, whenever you mess up, I know we've been talking about failing a lot, but whenever you do this, Jesus forgives and he redeems your story over and over and over again. This series, I, I feel like it's been really good, but I, for some of us it may have been really hard because we're opening up all of these failures that we've committed, all of these things that we've messed up with, but the truth is Jesus loves you and he forgives you and it's not just a one-time thing, it's over and over and over again. 
You guys in the past may have denied Jesus in some way with silence or lifestyle. That's okay. How about we start today? We've got another chance at this. We've got another chance to live differently because you know the power of what Jesus did for each and every one of you on the cross. For Peter, he would come to fully understand the power of what Jesus did for him. You see, the resurrection, when Jesus raised from the dead, this changed everything from Peter. Peter is a completely different person after this. Peter goes from this guy that's denying Jesus three times to now his life actually from John 21 on is one of the greatest arguments from why people and scholars and I think the resurrection actually did happen. Peter's one of our best arguments. If you guys still have your Bibles, I'm gonna have you flip again, Acts okay, chapter five. Acts chapter five. I know we're flipping a lot, but this, this is a really cool moment. Acts chapter five, I wanna look at verse 40. Okay? It says, the others accepted his advice. The others, and, and his advice being the, the government officials, okay? The government officials, they want to attack Peter and the disciples. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. Verse 41, then the apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message, Jesus is the Messiah. Did you guys see that in verse 40? They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Had them flogged. Guys, one of those apostles, that was Peter. That was Peter. Peter, the same guy that denied Jesus three times before the cross is now willingly being flogged, which by the way, flogging, that's the kind of punishment that Jesus experienced right before the cross, being whipped with this stick and, and that had like bones and stuff in it, okay? This is what Peter is going through now. And Peter, I don't know if you guys know the end of Peter's story, Peter is eventually going to be hanged upside down because he's a follower of Jesus. Let me just suggest something. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a guy to me that'd be willing to go from denying Jesus that he even knows him to now being hanged upside down for believing in him based on a lie, based on something that didn't happen. Peter saw something. Peter saw something to make him go from someone deathly afraid to even be seen with Jesus to even know Jesus, now being the one to die for him. Jesus, Jesus, who, hmm. Peter and Jesus together, Jesus, okay. Guys, Peter had to have seen something, and he did. And here's where I want to rest today. John chapter 20, flip back with me. John chapter 20. Starting in verse three. Guys, this is what changed everything for Peter. Right here, this moment. John chapter 20, verse three. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. And then Simon Peter arrived and went inside, and he also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. What Peter saw was an empty grave. 
Peter saw that Jesus had risen from the dead. And that moment for Peter, that changed everything. Because he knew Jesus was alive. And all of the mistakes and all of the failures that Peter had committed up until this point, he knew they're dead. They're done. It's over. Jesus wins because Jesus had made everything new. And you're going to see from this moment on, Peter lives a life of never denying Jesus again. He's going to go and he's going to preach sermons to thousands of people. Thousands of people are going to come to know the Lord. Peter's going to suffer. He's going to hang upside down because he believes in Jesus, that Jesus changed everything for him. And guys, whatever failure you've brought into this room today, Whatever mistake you've made that you've brought to the table, because of Jesus, you are forgiven, you are made new, because Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave, and your life is forever different. That's why I think we can go out and we can live a lifestyle that's different than everyone else. Why we can go out and not be silent about these things. Because death has no more sting, fear has no more power, the mighty king of kings has disarmed them. You all are now delivered and redeemed. You get eternal life. Praise the name of Jesus forever because, and we're about to sing this song, hallelujah, Christ is risen from the grave. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the message, we'd love it if you would join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our Eastview Students High School service. We also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at EastviewHSM and check out our Eastview Students YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.